You are listening to Letters to Cinema. Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode. My name is Manuel and this week I'm going to be talking about films specifically made for cinephiles. So first of all, what is a cinephile? A cinephile is a person who is passionate about the art of filmmaking, leading him or her to accumulate a lot of knowledge in film theory and film criticism over the years. After 1990, film directors have been known for referencing other films and historical film styles within their narrative structure. This references influence and complicates both the film's narrative and interpretations, challenging regular audiences to follow and understand their meaning. It can be said then that these films are specifically made for cinephiles because they require some type of background knowledge in order for them to be appreciated in their entirety. I'm not saying that these films can't be appreciated if you don't know their background information or influence, but they can certainly be enriched by it. Today I'm going to be talking about Wong Kar Wai's Falling Angels from 1995 and Olivier Asaya's Irma Vep from 1996. Let's begin with Falling Angels. The film is structured through two stories set in Hong Kong. The first story follows a hitman named Wong and his partner who is in charge of cleaning his apartment and informing him the places he has to hit. One night, Wong meets a prostitute nicknamed Blondie at a McDonald's and starts to see her frequently. When his partner finds out about them and Wong ends their partnership, she puts a hit on him out of frustration, leading to catastrophe. The second story follows a mute thief who still lives with his father in the same building as Wong's partner. He later falls in love with a girl named Charlie who cries over her ex-boyfriend who left her for Blondie. In other words, I know that it might seem confusing, but the film is connected through the lives of the characters. Now, let's look at how this film can be enriched if you knew some film history. Karwai's body of work as a neo-new wave filmmaker is greatly influenced by the film style the directors of the French new wave established. For a regular audience unaware of what the directors of this movement accomplish, the films by Karwai might seem cutting edge when in fact some of his audiovisual techniques can be directly linked back to the French new wave as his work looks and plays like a Jean-Luc Godard film. The first formal aspect Falling Angel shares with the new wave is the use of jump cuts. The most visible example of this is when the hitman is 
on a bus and the film cuts several times as he is being reflected by the rear view window. These shots are influenced by the iconic scene in Godard's Breathless from 1960 where Godard frames Patricia from the back seat of the car and she quickly cuts every time a new piece of dialogue is spoken. A second formal aspect is how Carl White portrays interior scenes. Similar to how Godard captures Patricia and Michelle in her bedroom in Breathless, Karwai uses the wide-angle lens to portray Wong and Blondie's conversations in her confined apartment. Finally, going beyond the new wave, Karwai also uses a collective protagonist, a non-linear narrative with two stories jumping in time, to capture an experimental narrative that challenges an audience to understand the film's structure if they're solely used to a more traditional linear story. This aspect of the film also complicates this narrative as the characters continue to run into each other without them knowing that they are connected by a single structure. As a result, Karwai is able to incorporate this influence into his films, but at the same time giving them their own twists, such as slow and fast motion cinematography, the use of contemporary music, neon lights, that are easily recognizable of a Wong Kar Wai film. Another example that falls under this category is the 1996 film Irma Beb directed by Olivier Asayas. Irma Beb tells the story of a senior film director named René Vidal, played by Jean-Pierre Léaud, who enters into the production of his next film, a remake of the classic silent serial film Les Vampires, directed by Louis Fayard between 1915 and 1916. Vidal casts the Hong Kong actress Maggie Chong, who actually plays herself, for the role of Irma Vep in Fayard's film. Maggie spends most of the film dressed in a latex cat suit defending the rather troubled director's cinematic vision from the crew who become upset by Vidal's decision during the production process. This leads Vidal to eventually leave the project and is replaced by another director named Jose Mirano, played by Lou Castell, to revive the film. Do you saw uh, some movie of René Vidal? Yes, on tape. And uh, do you like them? Uh, yes, I looked at the images and it was very interesting. The images were very strong. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because you're being polite. Oh, no, 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 I'm not. It's a boring cinema. It's typical of French cinema, you know? Nombrilistic, you know? Nombril, nombril. Cinema about your nombril. Only to please yourself, not for the public. It's only for the intellectuals, you know? For the elite public real public, like a uh, strong director, like, uh, I don't know, uh, Schwarzenegger, uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know Jean-Claude Van Damme? It's uh, like Kung Fu, uh, like uh, John Woo and your film, you know? And uh, René Vidal, it's not like this, it's, uh, it's a creep. I don't agree with that at all. I mean, you're being very personal, and I mean, I think there are different audiences who like different films, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, René Vidal, it's a past. It's an old cinema. Public doesn't want his film. No success. You know? It's a, 
you know, state money, friends giving money to friends for make a film, nobody sees, you know? Only for the intellectuals. It's, I don't know, it's, but now it's, it's, it's over. It's finished, I hope. Right from the beginning, several questions arise when attempting to understand the film's narrative. Who is Louis Fouillard and what is his serial film Le Vampires about? Why is it important to know what type of movies Maggie Chan made prior to this film? Is there an off-screen significance beyond Lou Costello replacing Jean-Pierre Leo as director of the film? First, it is important to be aware that Foyat's Levin Pierce is a film maudit. I hope I said that right. Or in English is a cursed film. Meaning that when the film initially opened, it wasn't well received by critics until its revival many years later. A fun fact is that after its release, the distribution of Le Vampires placed the film reels in the trash until they were found by Henri Langlois, the co-founder of the Cinémathèque Française, in the garbage. In other words, if Le Vampires would not have been rescued by Langlois, Asayas Irmavet will not exist either. A second aspect I would like to talk about is the significance to know the films Maggie Chan made before the production of Irmavet because it explains why the crew and the journalists get upset about Vidal's casting decisions. Maggie is hired to reincarnate the original Irmavet in Foyat's Levin Piers, Musidora. And although the latex cat suit covers the majority of her body, the shape of her eyes clearly indicates that she is not French. This is also suggested when Vidal watches one of Maggie's earlier films, which are full of action sequences and don't resemble anything to how Vidal wants her to play in his film, signifying that she's not the right choice for the role. Irmavep is essentially about the production of a film falling apart, therefore, it is also relevant to keep in mind other movies that deal with this type of narrative that could have served as an initial inspiration for Asayas. Here is where, if you're not aware of who is Jean-Pierre Leo or Lou Castel, the film loses its value. Two possible influences of a subgenre I like to call the director in crisis film could be Francois Truffaut's Day for Night from 1973 starring Leo as a young iconic actor named Alphonse and Fassbender's Beware of a Holy Whore from 1971 starring Castel as a film director. What is intriguing to notice here is that both actors have starred in previous films dealing with the same subject matter proposed by Asayas providing the narrative with an extra symbolic and nostalgic quality. As a result, to some extent, Foyat's Le Vampires does get to be remade after all, but through Asaya's version of Irma Bep and not the directors in the film. In the end, cinephilic films like Irma Bep and Falling Angels can be understood by a regular audience without any prior preparation. But what is for certain is that if they knew the background stories behind the films, their viewing experience will be enhanced and beneficial as a whole. Otherwise, the cinephiles in the room will be the only ones quietly smiling at the inside jokes only they can detect. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week. And as always, keep watching and making films.
Jesse James. Comment il vécu Comment il est mort Ça vous a plu, hein Vous en demandez encore Clyde a une petite amie Elle est belle et son prénom c'est Bonnie A eux deux ils forment le gang Barrow Leur nom Bonnie Parker Et Clyde Barrow Bonnie and Clyde Bonnie and Clyde Moi lorsque j'ai connu c'était un gars loyal, honnête et droit.